0: Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the word. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 37. And verse 8, now let me give you a little background. This, If you've ever read the book of Jeremiah, you know it's a tough book. Israel's being stupid. They're being rebellious. They're being obstinate. That God is, is threatening them, and they're like, yeah, whatever, we don't care. And, and they're just doing their own thing. And, and God is to the point where he's telling them, that they think the Babylonians are going to come help them, but he said, no, they're not coming, and I'm sending in the Chaldeans. Now watch what happens. Verse 8. And the Chaldeans shall come again and fight against this city and take it and burn it with fire. Thus said the Lord, deceive not yourselves, saying the Chaldeans shall surely depart from us, for they shall not depart. For though ye had smitten the whole army of the Chaldeans that fight against you, and there remained but wounded men among them, yet they should rise up every man in his tent and burn the city with fire. One translation said, if only the wounded were left, they would still rise up. (laughs) Another one said, if there was nothing but wounded laying in their tents, they would stagger out and defeat you and put this city to torch. I've come to preach to hearts of Alabama it's going to sound like a question, but it's a statement, a very emphatic statement. Will the wounded rise up? Will, I want you to look at somebody and tell them, look them right in the eyes. And tell them, it's time for you to rise up. Now, if you believe it, clap your hands and let's love the Lord. And come on, I need somebody to help me preach this morning. All right, you can sit down, but don't shut down. Now, I, I, this, obviously this is the enemies of God coming against the people of God, but God's people had chosen to walk away. They'd chosen to go their own way and do their own thing. And God got to the point where he was going to deal with them. And Israel was so arrogant that they said, no, you're not going to be able to take us. And God said, if all I've got left on the Chaldean side is a bunch of wounded men in their tents, bloody, weary, and worn out, I'm going to give them the strength to rise up and set their city on fire. I've just come to tell you, I know there's some people here today that have been wounded, but I've got some good news. God, is going to give you the strength to get up and set this city on fire. I've come to tell somebody you're not all washed up because you've been wounded. Amen. whether people or places or things, ultimately everyone and everything is wounded or broken somehow. Sometimes we're so broken that it seems hopeless to the point. We think God Himself won't be able to turn us around or turn our situation around. In fact, it was Job who declared, Man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. We may suffer differently, but we're all going to suffer somehow. We're all wounded in some way, some in body, some in spirit, some in mind, some even in your soul, some with outward Adversity, others with inward distress and in the process of saving us. God doesn't always shield us from the assaults brought on by the world, from the assaults brought on by the flesh or the devil. He doesn't protect us from every burdensome, frustrating, or fearful circumstance. He doesn't shield us from the heartache that life throws at all of us, but rather we're continually drawn closer to Him by the fact that He allows us to be exposed to things that will push us toward us, that will reveal our inadequacies and drive us to cling more closely to Him. It's little wonder that the Bible spends so much time reminding us that God is our refuge and strength. That God is a firm defense. That God is a sure refuge. He's a strong rock. And it also, the Bible spends a lot of time showing us how weak and how that we dare not trust ourselves. But the word of God brings us much hope on this issue. Second Corinthians 4 and 15 says, all things, hear me, all things are for our sake, whether favorable or unfavorable. All things are for our sake. In other words, whatever you've gone through, there's a purpose in it. Now, most of us know Romans eight twenty eight. all things work together for good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so I've come to declare to every wounded soul in this house, I tell you, whatever the enemy does, Jesus will either overrule it, or he'll undo it, or he'll redeem it to cause it to serve his purposes. So you don't have to worry about what you're going through. What you do need to worry about is there's a call from heaven to every wounded soul. Will you rise up? It's time to take this city. It's time for you to get out of your bed. Time for you to stop making excuses and rise up. Hallelujah. Jacob wrestled with an angel. He was crippled. He was wounded by this. But though he limped away, he limped away and became the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. Joseph sold by his brothers into slavery. Oh, what a wound he must have carried. being, Being the physical wound, no doubt, but also mental and emotional wounds. But before his life was over, God had fulfilled every promise he'd ever made to Joseph. And Joseph was a blessed man. Amen. When the prophet Isaiah, he walked up in Isaiah chapter 1 to see the people of God. And he saw what the enemy had allowed, been allowed to do. Watch what it says in Isaiah 1. It says, the whole heart, the whole head is hurt. The whole heart is sick. From the sole of the foot even to the head, no spot is uninjured. Wounds and welts and festering sores are not cleansed, bandaged, or even soothed with oil. Your land is desolate. Your cities are burned. Foreigners devour your fields right in front of you, a desolation like a place demolished by foreigners. He said you've got open wounds and you've not even tried to close them. You ain't even tried to put a band-aid on it. Not even a little lean spore smeared on it. And and you're just sitting back and letting the enemy do it. He said they're burning down your houses and your enemies are eating your crops right in front of you. Isaiah was shocked. He said you're going to let the devil attack you and not do anything about him. No, no, no. He said you're just going to run up the flag and surrender I'm just wondering, I'm asking this church, why do we allow the enemy to come in and do whatever he wants? He's attacking our churches. He's attacking our families. He's attacking our homes. He's attacking our marriages. And I'm calling on somebody in the Holy Ghost. You might be wounded, but will you rise up and tell the devil, it's over, I'm going to keep on fighting. Come on, if you're going to keep on fighting, clap your hands, lift your voice, and let the devil know, I might be down, but I'm not out. We must not ever forget that whatever the circumstance, whatever the trouble, whatever the brokenness, whatever the tribulation, whatever the wounds, there's a God in heaven who can redeem it and make it serve His purpose and His will. When things don't play out the way that we thought that they should or that they would, if we're not careful, we'll start believing that our unanswered prayers and our unresolved dilemmas and our uncured diseases are somehow a commentary on our own personal Christianity. It's a reflection of us. If we listen to our own reasoning... We begin to doubt our faith, and we can easily become convinced that God has forgotten us. that He's left us by the wayside somewhere. The Holy Ghost sent me to bring a message to you, to everyone who's been wounded. Somewhere on your journey, you've been damaged. There have been wounds, letdowns, rough and rocky roads, lies and brokenness, and the enemy's got you thinking, you're done. We get to thinking, this is not how I wanted my life to turn out. I wasn't expecting this. I had smooth sailing in my, my, my mind. But somehow on your journey, you got wounded. and The enemy of your soul wants you to feel that you're spent and useless. And too often, wounded people are convinced they're no longer useful. And hell convinces us that God doesn't see us anymore and that it's over for us. But the devil is a liar. The Bible makes it clear that if all that's left are wounded people, the wounded can still rise up and set the city on fire. God is calling on the wounded in this house. It's time to rise up. There are people here today feeling hindered and bogged down by your circumstances and you feel like God's forgotten you, but I'm telling you it's time for you to rise up. Some of you are struggling because you feel like all these promises. Some of you get aggravated because you hear people talking about promises God gave them. Because You feel like all that stuff is meant for somebody else. All that power and anointing is meant for somebody else but not for you. Somehow it's out of your reach. Somehow you just—it's just not in the cards for you. God doesn't care about you that much. Maybe it's because of some dilemma you're facing at home, some disease in your body, or, or, or some something troubling in your life you've not yet conquered. Maybe it was a broken trust that's caused you to, to step back, or some wound that maybe you even sustained in church to church, but somehow you've decided that you cannot and will not be able to experience the innumerable promises and the glory of God that fill the anointed pages of this book when you've decided that your wounds have disqualified you and that your pain has, has put you aside from being used by God or that your calamity has canceled out your commission and you walk in the sanctuary thinking that God's promises and power and the glory that others seem to grasp so easily are beyond your reach because of your circumstances. But I'm telling you in the name of Jesus upon the authority of the word of God that right here and right now on this day in this house among these saints of God God is ready to break every yoke and every deceptive thought he's going to rip out of your mind. You're going to walk out of here maybe wounded but you're going to say I'm still anointed. God's still on my side. Will the wounded rise up right now and begin to praise God? Come on, if you've ever been wounded, stand on your feet, lift your voice, and let the enemy know it's not over. He's ready to break, Jesus is, ready to break the back of whatever's holding your heart hostage. Because in this kingdom, even the wounded can still take the city. In this church, even the wounded can still be used by God. Oh, I want you to understand that Satan is the undisputed source of sickness, sin, sorrow, and suffering. Not God. He's not the source of that we got to reject this idea that our God pounds us into the ground. That he gives us tumors. That he gives us cancers and diseases and trouble. You look in the first two chapters of Genesis, there's none of that stuff. You look in the final two chapters in Revelations, there's none of that stuff. The only time those things are here among us is when the devil's on the loose. Our enemy has come but for to steal, kill, and destroy now, God may use it, but he's not the source of it. Are you hearing me? we got to figure this out. Otherwise, how can we pray to God to deliver us from something that in the back of our minds, we think he sent in the first place? How dare I pray? If I, how can I pray if I believe the propaganda that God is the source of my problems? God is not the source. No sin, sickness, suffering, and sorrow. That's the enemy's business. But God can overrule it. He can undo it. Or he can redeem it to serve his purposes. But he's not the source of it. That's why when we walk in this house, whatever you're facing, you can walk in with your hands held high and you can pray to Jesus, Lord, you know what I'm going through. You can heal me or you can curse this junk or you can take it away. You can drive it out. But whatever you do, God, use it so that somehow I become everything you want me to be. Listen, we're in a war where the wounded don't retreat from the battle and run to the flank We're in a war where the wounded are not taken off the front lines and hurried out of harm's way. Come on, will the wounded please rise up? I like the way Paul said it. We are troubled on every side. Yet, not distressed. We are perplexed. Anybody been perplexed? Come on. But not in despair. Persecuted. But not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. Listen, I know you're wounded, oh, but you need to keep fighting for your marriage. I know you're wounded, but you need to keep fighting for your family. I know you're wounded, but you keep fighting for those kids. Amen. I know you're wounded, but you keep fighting for the will of God in your life. I know, you, I know you're bleeding today, but keep fighting for that ministry. You may be coming out of 2021 wounded, weary and worn out, but come on, make up your mind. I'm going to get up out of this bed. I might be wounded, but I'm going to set my city on fire. Somebody hear me? Every prophecy, every promise, all the power is within your reach. In our text, God was on the enemy's side. But if God before us, (laughs) who can be, the wounded were the last people, the enemy was worried about they'd already been taken off the field carted off in stretchers the enemy already said hey old brother Jonathan we ain't got to worry about him he's over for him boy I done got that dude I done knocked him down it's over they, the enemy don't assume their fighting days was over. They don't assume that n- nobody expected them to get back up. But God had a plan. And I'm telling you, God has a plan for you. Whatever you're going through, I'm telling you, God's going to redeem it. He's going to use it for His glory. Don't you dare walk out of here whining about your bruises any longer. Whining about your wounds. Honey, we know what it's like to get shot. But I'm not going to quit. I'm going to send the devil a note and say, it was not enough to make me quit big boy I'm still going to love God will the wounded rise up one of the most famous battles in my lifetime happened in Mogadishu where a group of delta forces and army rangers and other special operations regiments were going in to retrieve some senior terrorists from Mogadishu. They're driving in a convoy into the city. It was supposed to take less than half an hour. Go in, extract these men, get out, it's done, it's over. But life doesn't always work out that way, does it? We got it all planned out. But then all of a sudden they came upon a burnt out vehicle in the middle of the road. No problem. Shouldn't take us but a couple of minutes to get this out of the way. But the instant the convoy stopped, they were under attack. Everyone in the convoy was wounded in some way. Every single soldier was wounded. And they're running still, they're still, they have to clear the road or they're, they're just sitting ducks. So they've got, they're trying to cover guys that are trying to get the vehicle moved and finally they get it done and there's a colonel, he's running to the front truck. He opens the door, the soldier behind the wheel is dead. They move him over and he looks to a sergeant and he says, sergeant, drive this truck. And the sergeant said, but sir, I'm shocked. We've used that excuse for a while, haven't we? I do want to do something for God, but I, I've i been shot. I, I, I know you want me to drive this truck, Lord, but I I'm wounded, I, I'm bleeding, and I, oh, come on, I, is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes it, that's just the way it is, but I like the way the old colonel looked at him. He didn't, he didn't pat him on the back and say, well, it's all right. He turned around to him and said, we've all been shot. Now drive the truck. I've come to tell somebody, I know you're wounded, and I'm sorry you've been wounded, but let me tell you about a Lord, a Savior that'll help you. Will the wounded please rise up? Come on, your excuse of being shot has kept you on your sickbed. bed. Your wound has kept you out of commission. Your excuses have kept you on the sideline. But I'm telling you, I, oh, oh, but I wish you could have known me before I was wounded. I I wish you could have seen my faith in God back in the day before I got wounded. I, I wish you, Well, my prayers were powerful before I got wounded. I was strong before I got wounded. Oh, but did you forget, it's in your weakness that he is made strong. Your wounds don't give you permission to sit on the sidelines. They don't exempt you from fully engaging in the will of God in your life. They don't release you from being spiritually responsible. We've all been shot. Now drive the truck. Don't you know the enemy wins if we choose to stay in our tent, nursing our wounds, the enemy wins. The kingdom of God suffers if we sit back and, and just nurse our wounds. But God's calling for this church, for the wounded to rise. Uh, I might be down. But let's join the refrain of the prophet Micah where he said, Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy, for when I fall, when I fall, My daddy used to say, I'm either up or I'm getting up. I've come to tell you, I know you've been wounded, but we've all been wounded. Now drive the truck. Come on, get out of your sick bed. Come on, even the wounded can take the city. Somebody stand with me. I'm almost done. You were created to be the head and not the tail. You were created to be the lender and not the borrower. You were created to be blessed in the city, to be blessed in the field, to be blessed going out, and to be blessed coming in. You were created to be a worshiper. You were created to walk in liberty. You were made to be free, but not just free, but free indeed. Come on, you've been cleansed. You've been washed. You've been made guilt free. You've been sanctified, justified, and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And devil, I'm tired of you telling us any different. We might be wounded, but we're not washed up. And Here's the truth. If you'll fight, you will win. Because the Bible tells me If God be for us, who can be against us? It also tells us at the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. How about 2 Corinthians 2? Now thanks be unto God, which always, somebody say always, always causes us to triumph in Christ. How about the way the prophet said it? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. If you'll fight, I know you're wounded. I know you're down. I know you're bleeding. I know the enemy's yakking in your ear convincing you that you're not spiritual enough. You're not anointed enough. You don't pray enough. You don't read the Bible enough. You're not good enough. Your voice is not important enough. You're not valuable enough. But hear me. If you just drive the truck. If you just fight. You'll win. So we're here to let the devil know we're not cowering in the corner any longer. To let the devil know our days of surrendering To our wounds are over. We got to let the accuser of the brethren know we're ready to rumble. We've all been wounded, we've all been shot. But God is calling for the wounded to rise up. He said, I don't care if they have to stagger out of their tents. Bloody, I don't know if I can go one more step. He said, I'll take those wounded people and I'll burn this city to the ground with them. God's got this church here to set this city on fire. His name was Axel Werner Larson. God called him in 1937 to go to Columbia. In those days, there was no global missions department. You just up and went, trusted God to take care of you. Didn't speak the language. Didn't know the culture. Was just following God. He goes with his pregnant wife and they land in a foreign nation. They didn't like his presence there when they found out he was an apostolic preacher they wouldn't give him a place to worship so he was holding services in his home but the people were scared to come because the rest of the village would get angry if anybody went (laughs) months began to tick by Sister Larson has a little baby And she dies in childbirth. So Brother Larson starts trying to find a place to bury her. But because it was predominantly Catholic, they wouldn't allow any of their grounds to be used for her burial. Here's this man, foreign country, foreign language, being rejected. Now he's got a little baby. And the only place that he was allowed to bury his wife was in his own little backyard. He goes and he gets a shovel, begins to dig a hole. The neighbors are all looking over the fence. And the Holy Ghost said, don't cry. They're watching you. I'm working through this. He digs a hole. Then he takes some wood and builds a little box for his wife. and Puts her in the box. All of this under the eyes of neighbors through the fence and over the fence. Crowds begin to gather. He'd have to stop periodically because he had nobody to help and go tend to a little baby. Then go back to tending to a burial. Finally, he's got the coffin ready and he's got the hole dug. He lowers his wife in. Rejected, devastated, wounded, he grabs his Bible and he begins to preach the goodness of God, the love of God. And all these people are watching and hearing this wounded man rise up and say, God, I don't understand this, but I I know you're going to redeem it somehow. God, what do you do? (laughs) But was it worth it? I googled online Axel Werner Larson and I came across an article said over 50,000 people gathered today in Bogota, Colombia's capital city. The gathering was to commemorate 70 years of the United Pentecostal Church, the largest Christian evangelical denomination in the country, 50,000 people were there. They have 3,100 pastors and churches throughout Colombia. And this is the way the article ended. And the denomination was founded in Colombia. In 1937, by missionary Axel Werner Larson, God took the most devastating circumstances and literally turned a nation upside down. That wounded man rose up. With God's help, he set a nation on fire. I'm opening this altar right now to some wounded people that are ready to get out of your bed, that are ready to push aside your excuses and say, Lord, I'm ready to rise up. Come on, will the wounded rise up? God has got a plan for you. Come on, somebody finds you a place right now. Come on, somebody needs to make some 2022 commitments that I'm, no, I'm not going to sit around just looking at my wounds. But I'm going to set my city on fire. My family better watch out. I'm about to set my family on fire. I'm about to set my neighborhood on fire. I'm about to set my city on fire. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Come on, talk to him. Will the wounded, please, rise up. I know you're bleeding. I know you're hurting. But we've all been wounded. Drive the truck.